and welcome to First Lives Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. My name is Courtney. And Courtney, we talk about the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized <laughs> learning, don't we? We do. It always comes across as a little bit of an afterthought for me, Matt J. It's well, amazing. Because <laughs> I usually forget because I wanna go I wanna go right into talking about it. And yeah. I'm like, oh no, we need to say that every time. So I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. We also do this. <laughs> so I, I think today I want to talk about uh, proficiency scales or scoring Ooh. scales. That and kind of, that dovetails or follows very nicely our talk last week. I think so. Cause we, we, what went back to basics a little, which wasn't exactly the thing we want to say like that, but it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that has some political charge and baggage attached. Exactly. To that exactly. But that I think phrase. our listeners, I think our <laughs> listeners know us by now that they know, they get what. We can reclaim it. They, you know, like you can reclaim the American flag. Down. Yeah, reclaim it. Okay. What? Flaming Please. liberals everywhere. Put your flags outside. Put the American flags out. It's ours too. It's <laughs> listeners. I I wish you could have seen. Hashtag it's ours too. It's ours too. <laughs> I wish you could have seen Courtney's face as she said, "It's ours too." I was just like, "Oh, that is so cute." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway scoring all right. scales what yeah, we got? what's right. so, made I mean, you think about them well our talk last week about standards and i've been talking with some of my colleagues and one of the things that isn't really a, a problem because I, I again i think our listeners know that sometimes we talk about things that have come up in our in our jobs oh, yeah. and we yeah. kind of rant about them for a little bit this isn't really a rant <laughs> as it is Okay. I think I think it's more of a missed opportunity, at least at least on my end, it definitely is. And it comes up with what a scoring scale is and how to use it. Because uh, okay. I, I think I think we get the first part pretty good when we do trainings with teachers and talking about it on the podcast and and really have an, an idea of, of a scoring scale and breaking it up into foundational knowledge and complex knowledge and the difference between a two and a three and how mm -hmm. to get a four you know we've done all this stuff a lot on the pod and I think teachers understand what that looks like mm -hmm. right I think they intuitively get there's a foundational piece and a complex piece and and I I get it in the abstract right in the theoretical point of view I know what this looks like yeah but I think that next step of actually applying it correctly when we have learners in front of us i think that is one of the bigger struggles that i didn't think about before okay say more about that the applying it directly when learners are in front of you like maybe there's a scenario or a description of what this sure what this what this means yeah. well i've seen i've seen some scales that have like a what what the learner's supposed to do in order to meet this right sure. in order to get that so you've got the standard and you've got like an example of this what this is what kids can do to provide evidence and sometimes i've seen them where they have to get like eight out of ten to get a proficient score and anything below that is not proficient it's at the two level because they've got like six out of ten right. and then My below that it's nothing oh yeah yeah quite a bit <laughs> and i'm thinking okay well obviously that's not right yeah. But 
my next thought was, so how do I talk to teachers about this scale that doesn't bring anything into do with percentages or points off or numbers of questions right? Like, how would I, how would I do that? How would I get this across to teachers? That that is an inefficient way because it's, it's not really telling you what you want to know. And you bring in all the vagaries of, well, what's a correct answer? According right. to me might be different than your correct answer that you're looking for. Even if it's against right. the same standard, you know, there's, especially as, a, as math uh, teachers, are you really just taking points off and does it have to be the correct answer or is the process the thing you're looking for? And now- Right, or if you get the right answer, but you mess, you didn't use the right process, do you lose points? Okay, so where have you, what do you think? Do you have ideas? I, I have some ideas and I would like to bounce them off you a little bit. Oh, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. See if I'm in the, in the right, in the right path. And this is really for any subject area. So it's not math specific. Okay. It, it can be for anything. So I've got a piece of evidence in front of me mm -hmm. that I've got from a learner and I've got my scoring scale as the teacher and I'm looking at it. Yeah. Where I think teachers go a lot is like, I've got my, let's call it a piece of, I've got a piece of paper in front of me with evidence from kids. Right, so probably what, in assignments. I was gonna say like, yeah. first thing is getting people to think of it as evidence instead of an assignment. Right, and, and, and really when I say piece of paper, it's just a general term for whatever the evidence is in front of me, whatever that is, let's just call it paper just for, just for giggles, I guess. <laughs> and I've got an idea of the scoring scale and I can always refer to it over here, but I've got that piece of evidence and I'm going to start looking for the wrong things. Where have kids messed up in this? So I can give, okay. and, and my reasoning is because, so I can give appropriate feedback on how they can do better. So I've got this whole paper and I'm going through it with my red pen and marking it up a bit and I come out of it. And let's say I score it like a, like an 82. Then I'm going to look at that and I'm going to look at my scoring scale and then be like, okay, 82, that's not quite proficient. I'm going to give them a two. Clearly it's all kinds of things going wrong here. Right. I just want to preface that one. Yeah. I'm taking some deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I was thinking of to make that a little bit better, because I think that's like a typical process. You're right. You're always looking for things where kids are wrong. And with the, okay. with the with the intention of providing good feedback to the kids, like okay. so, my my intentions are solid, but you know, there's obviously a disconnect between the scoring. So what I was thinking was right. Okay, You're not thinking about what the scoring scale actually tells you. No, I it's there for me to refer to, and I think that is one. Like, and does the scoring scale? So here's a question: Does the scoring yeah. scale say anywhere on it, like? It, like, it sounds like there's a, a conversion between 100 points and the four point scoring scale being used. Let's, is that explicit somewhere or is that just in the head of the person? It's in the head of the person. Great okay. question. Yeah, it, it, let's assume that the scoring scale is a extremely good scale for whatever standard I'm looking at. Right? Okay, it's a, all right. It's so it's not, scale. <laughs> it's, it's user not a scale error. Issue. It's, it's not you, the scale. Well, 
that that's funny that you say that because I believe that 95% of all the things wrong with the way we do teaching are just user error, just misinterpretations. Okay. And so, yeah. yes, I think you're on the right track and I'm trying to figure out what, how could I approach that a little bit differently? And this is where I kind of struggle. So, so here's what I'm going to oh. do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do? Okay. So here's what I'm going to do instead of doing whatever I just said that the teacher does. I've got the paper and the scale right next to me. Yeah. I don't have it to refer to. It is in my face along with that piece of evidence. Yes. So I'm going to read that whole piece of evidence, look at that whole piece of evidence, correct that whole piece of evidence, whatever it is, I'm going to look at the whole thing and I've got the scale right next to me and I'm going to say, okay, where does this fall on the scoring right. scale? Do they know these vocabulary terms? Can right. they... Uh, demonstrate whatever it is in the foundational level knowledge, looking at this piece of evidence. Yes, they can. Okay, great. I'm looking at the, th the three level evidence. Have they shown me that they understand blah, 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 blah. And it's either a yes or a no or a maybe. And I just scored it right then and there. No, yeah. okay, you're at a two because we've already identified the foundational level. Yes, okay, they're also at a three. Uh, maybe, now I'm going to go a little bit closer but i'm thinking that might be a 2.5 on that one if there's pieces mm -hmm. there but it's like eh, i'm not really sure and now or I've, that could be like i need to go talk with a colleague yeah could easily be one of those ones where i just am not sure if that rises to a three or if it's still a 2.5 right there's something right. there i just don't know if it's enough i'm going to go okay. consult so now i haven't done any marking up of the piece of evidence yes at all because my feedback comes after right. because because once i score it now i can give appropriate feedback yeah i really like this i like okay. this i like the um kind of like if you were to write this up for someone right like step one is like read the evidence look at the evidence like take in the evidence right step two is mark the scale it is not mark the evidence, it's mark the scale. You could even almost, I could see like a scale set up and then with another column next to it that has little like Y, N, M, right? Mm -hmm. So like uh, next to the three criteria, there's yes, no, maybe. Under the two, next to the two criteria, there's yes, no, maybe. So if you if someone has to physically check off something, <laughs> they check off that box on the actual scale rather like than that. the paper. I really like that strategy of don't mark the paper, mark the scoring scale. So like, yeah, like have a scoring scale for each learner, right? Or each piece of evidence gets its own scoring scale that you then mark up. I like that. So where, where are the holes in this? Because this, what I just described is a very different model of looking at evidence or assignments or tasks or whatever you want to call it. Obviously we'd like evidence, but yeah. what needs to come before that conversation? Because I think teachers would push back, be like, that's not how I grade. No, it's not how they grade. Yeah. And well, I think it, it's um, not about grading. I totally get that. It's about scoring. Yeah. And that's part of the shift right there. It's not, it's not about grading. Scoring. Somebody told yeah. me last week that they have banned the use of grades in their high school the term grades is out nice and he said we talk about scoring and we talk about scoring evidence that's it i was like oh that's nice. that's really good that's a good start yeah. 
to really just get that shift around. So I'm a huge fan, as you know, Matt, of shifting language to help shift thinking. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the move that the administrator or whoever mm. was in charge, the team in that building made. Because I think when, yeah, shifting language is an important part of shifting behavior um, mm -hmm. and understanding. I think the other piece, yeah, it's like we want to get people away from um, tallying points or correct incorrect. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think one, I think some exercises to do might be to like let's let's say a piece of evidence we're talking about is something that's more short response, right? So it's multiple choice, it's short response, it's matching, it's filling, it's like that kind of um, that those kinds of responses. Mm -hmm. So I think one in that case, one thing to do is to almost like cut the cut the paper up so that each question is its own thing that you look at independently and then have them sort it into does this question match a foundational piece does this question match a um a complex piece you following what i'm saying Absolutely. so like you're not looking at the test this is probably a test or a quiz right you're not looking at that kind of evidence as a whole yet first you're looking at it as how do the individual pieces match the scoring scale then kind of doing that so first doing that then adding on that yes no maybe layer Right. Okay. Now you've sorted which pieces speak to which parts of the scoring scale, which of those can you mark as yes, no, maybe yes, no, baby. Now look at the evidence as a whole. Is it telling you more foundational or is it telling you more um, complex, more level three? That might be something that might be a way to help. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot because it breaks down those individual pieces when we talk about, when we make that shift to evidence, right? Every piece of question in this case is a piece of evidence and breaking it up into those smaller pieces before you get to the whole, yeah. sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good, I like that, I like that. My guess is I'm gonna have to do this with some teachers mm -hmm. relatively soon mm -hmm. uh, because if I'm struggling with, okay, so how do I, how would I make that shift? When, when I was teaching, how would I make that shift from scoring, from grading the evidence to scoring the scale with the evidence? That's, I, I need to like work Another that thing to do, yeah, I'm, go I'm ahead. coming up with all kinds of ideas now. Another cool. thing to do might be to have the, um, forget the scoring scale for a minute, right? And just have the target statement, the level three. Okay. Then have a bunch of evidence and just ask just another sorting asking the like it's the yes no game kind of right mm -hmm. asking yep. <laughs> does this evidence prove this yes put it in the pile no put it over here does this evidence prove this yes put it in the pile no put it over here just um and nothing else right like not worrying about is it foundational or not just yes or no this evidence shows um, this evidence proves the standard, right? And just worrying about that for a while. Okay. That might that might help a little bit because you're not talking about multiple things, right? And have to. Right. It's a little more complex thinking if you have to separate stuff into foundational and complex as you're going. Yeah. 
and we've always talked about you can't really do two new things at once mm -hmm. and maybe foundational complex is new enough for a teacher that that's where they get hung up on right and therefore i really like that i'm obviously just processing this all out loud right now yeah 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 no this is great <laughs> this is really fun i like this yeah yeah i think this works out really nicely because there's a couple of ideas where you can go from like step one with the teachers into step mm -hmm. two when you have those they they've got that first part down they're ready for the next part Right. And then the next part of actually doing some evidence scoring as a whole from kids. Right. Like, I don't scale. even think, like, I don't even think you let them write at all. Like, no pens allowed in this exercise, no writing implements. It's all just physically moving and talking things. And then eventually you could, so like, so if step one was just, here's the target statement, we're sorting evidence, yes or no. Mm -hmm. If then you looked at the no pile, then you could ask, okay, so what is some advice you would give these learners for how to make it a three, right? Then you're getting them to practice giving feedback without writing anything also. I like that a lot too. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot too. Yeah, the less we can make this about writing stuff down and become very individualized, having that group talk about it is always more powerful than you just kind of doing stuff on your own. Mm -hmm. And I think you'd get more input from a, everybody in the group at that point, rather than people that I'm still writing. I'm still writing. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk. I'm still writing and figuring Sorry. it out. Yeah. But if there's no writing, even the right. quiet people will still be able to have process time. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think if you did like kind of those verbal steps first, then if you introduced the scale with the yes, no, maybe, and how to do it, then have them do it again, but but marking the scale rather than the student work, then uh, then you could ask them to make connections between that first experience and this experience, right? And then they can. I like this. And you can tell them now you're not allowed to score. Now you're not allowed to grade anymore. You can only score scales. <laughs> you're just scoring at that point. But I think at that point, you have a lot of buy-in is not exactly the right term, but understanding of what a scoring skill actually means yeah. rather than just saying something, well, 80% is a three and 60 to 80% is a two. Right. I think teachers know that intuitively that's not exactly right, but they don't know what to do. Yeah. And I think we struggle with teaching that part. Yeah. Even though they have the scale, it's putting the two together. At least in my understanding, that's where that's where we struggle. Um, so um, thank you for Courtney's professional services today. You're welcome. Uh, like I guess the other thing I want to throw on is like something we always say is like do that process with something that isn't like one of their targets or their learning first. Exactly, exactly. Do it with something stupid, like tying your shoe. Shoe, or... I was just saying shoe tying is not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I do it almost every day. Not so much more in here in Southern California, but I still do it once in a while. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, that's a good way to talk about it. I like how you shouted out the yes, no game that we've talked about before. So I will mm -hmm. put that into the show notes, most definitely once I go find out wherever it is. 
but that is a great game that can be used for many, many, many things, uh, as you just mentioned today. Concept <laughs> attainment. I was uh, like, what is the what is the boring name for it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, no game is so much better. <laughs> it's so much better. All right. Uh, thank Perfect. you very much for all of that today, Courtney. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we I am going to start figuring out how to do those and put those steps into an order. And maybe we can uh, uh, put something out out there on the Twitter machines yeah, uh, to help us uh, think this through. And if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, please get in touch with us. Uh, everything P Learn MC on basically every platform that exists. Every platform we dominate P Learn MC. Damn it's straight us. we do. And uh, our parking lot too is a great place. If you have another way to help teachers help, or anyone help educators bridge the gap between like that traditional letter-based or numerical-based scoring and working with proficiency or competency scales or standard scales, whatever you want to call them, put them on the parking lot. We'd love to hear other ideas. Uh, with that, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. It doesn't matter why we're alone